Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, Pat, lovely to see you. Uh, thanks for popping in to see us here on Cork's 96FM. Um, you finally put your story out there, Pat. It's, uh, it's been some journey for you. Um, exciting times ahead with the launch of your book next Thursday. Uh, it Happened by Chance is the book title. Tell us the story behind that. Well, that's exactly how it happened, Trevor. <laughs> because I was co-managing an under-14 team for Wembley um, back in the day. And when I arrived in Balafian Park, there was no referee there. So Pat Long, who was the secretary, fixed secretary of the Cox School Boys League, asked me to know would I referee the match. And I did. And he stayed for the whole match. And when it was over, he asked me would I be interested in doing another few matches for him when I had time. Now, when I had time, Trevor, I was secretary of Wembley, where <laughs> I gone into the Munster Senior League. I was playing junior football with Southgate and managing an under-14 team, and now he wanted me to go refereeing as well. Did you enjoy that instantly, that, that experience of refereeing a match for the I first did. time? I did. I did, because my father was a referee before me, and I used to go to matches with him. Always went to matches with him, local matches, and I went to under-two League of Ireland matches with him as well. And, you know, I never played that much. I didn't kick a ball on the field until I was 16, and I was refereeing when I was 19. But I was a bad player and I knew when to get out. You certainly weren't a bad referee. Um, but what do you want readers to get from your book, Pat? What would you like readers to get from it? Well, just the whole story, really. Um, it's a way of me getting... Pat Duggan, who used to play with Cork City, mm-hmm. and his father were on to me all the time about you should write all your stories down and put mm-hmm. them into a book. And I started to think about it a few years ago. Mm. And the pandemic and everything else, it was put on hold. But I did it, and I did it from memory. Got some dates in the library and things like that. But initially, I'd be out from my daily walk and something would come into my head. And I'd mm. jot it on my phone and I'd elaborate on it when I got back home and things like that, you know. But the story really is, you know, how, you know, it fell from... Cork as a 19 year old could referee a match at schoolboy league level and go all the way to the top That's a great story, it's some journey uh, Pat that you've been on I mean you've dedicated most of your life to the beautiful game and uh, as you mentioned earlier there, your family um, have been hugely involved and still are in, in refereeing Yeah, uh, I mean Alan moved in I was only gone two years I'd say when Alan moved in and I was managing the referees that time in the League of Ireland and people were saying, you know, 
that's how they're getting the matches like their father was managing the 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 referees and you know no I could open doors like I have done for a lot of people a lot of young referees but I can't go out and referee the matches mm-hmm. for them 100% you know and Graham came along then of course and um some people said they never they never addressed Graham by his name it was Pat Kelly's other son <laughs> you know? so um, yeah it was difficult difficult for Alan obviously but he saw the saw the career I had mm. and he picked up an injury and he decided he was going to referee so never mm. asked him I did ask Graham and um, I didn't think Graham would do as well as he did but I was very happy with, his, mm. with Graham's career you know yeah, and we'll talk about Alan again later because um, I know that he's a huge role in the States where he is now at the moment and we'll talk about that uh, later, Pat. But uh, you spoke about there, you just touched on it a while ago, that a fellow from Cork could rise up the ranks all the way to the top. Uh, tell us about that rise, Pat, from, you know, refereeing schoolboy, League of Ireland, international matches. Well, you know, schoolboys were great, Trevor, from... It was under 12 that time. No, there were no match fees or anything else schoolboy football at that time but 12 to 15s were great great to, to referee them and never had any problems but when they went to under 16 then they became young men and they tested your patience <laughs> uh, uh, you know so um, you just had to get people to cooperate with you more than anything else I mean I then went into the, the AUL and the youths played it in the same league that time um, and you'd have a youth game at half past ten in the morning and you'd have a junior game after that uh, so from there then it went on to the senior league now we've had a few um, a few minor hiccups along the way um, I mean I've been assaulted a few times I was assaulted in a I was only six months refereeing in the junior leagues when I was assaulted um, and I was assaulted when uh, when I was refereeing in the senior league, and believe it or not, uh, I wasn't assaulted as such in Daly Moon Park. But um, a player uh, committed committed a foul. I gave a yellow card to him, and from the resultant free kick, he did exactly the same. And I had to send him off, and he came off and put his head to my head. You know, he didn't do any damage or anything else but he was sent off and he was coming there at the end of his career at that stage mm. uh, it was Peter Hutton Peter, young yeah. Peter Hutton's father who yeah. played with Jerry Sillian and yeah. Mm. yeah but that but, could put uh, a fellow off couldn't it Pat refereeing I mean oh, to be yeah. assaulted like that it, it could put a fellow off but you were determined yeah that. I mean at the time when it happened the first time it was outside in Wilton and the the player actually I, I was only refereeing as I say junior football for six months and I awarded a free kick outside the box and this player wasn't happy with that he said it was a penalty and I said no it's a fin-. bang head butted me mm. broke my nose and it's awful for anyone to see that it is at the match and everything yeah like that. and after the match you know obviously you know, awful I, for was you. On, I was on the ground uh, the home team looked after me and when I was walking down towards the the trees where we got dressed mm. uh, uh, a brother of the same player came behind me and struck me in the, the side of the ear and 
you know, that caused all sorts of problems. But it went to court and, you know, he was fined a certain amount. He was um, suspended as well. And after that then it was um, the senior league, well, there was a strike in Cork that time. The referees refused to referee matches the following weekend at any level. Mm. And uh, people from the FEI came down to try and get them to change the Saturday matches to, to, to referee on the Sunday. You know, Saturday was gone at that stage, but referee on the Sunday, and it didn't happen. So it went on then, and I was on the League of Ireland, as I say, with the, the, the Finn Harps match. And after that match, I was told this player would never play again, and he'd be dismissed from the club, where a week later... But the, the president of the FA at the time, uh, Fran Fields, was fighting his case for him after telling me that the club would be getting rid of him. But that was none of my business. I mean, I did my job mm. and that was it. And um, now he was suspended for a couple of years, but I think I served a sentence because they felt I was a bit controversial. And maybe I was at the time, Trevor, because when I went in... um. I was I was refereeing with cards, you know. wasn't personality; it was with cards. And you know, being of small small in stature, you had to control things mm. with the use of cards. But um, I came back to the senior league, the Munster senior league, for three years, and had no intentions of going back to the League of Ireland until I was persuaded two weeks before the League of Ireland seminar, which I had went up and passed the fitness test and the written test and all that on the laws of the game. And after that then, uh, that was in, I was out from 80 to 83. I came back in 84 and Kevin O'Sullivan was the number one in, in mm. Cork at the time. And mm. things weren't going great for, you know, he had picked up an, a serious injury and I said, I said to myself, First division was introduced that year. I'll give myself twelve months, and if I don't get in the middle in twelve months, you know, you, you were on the line at that. You could be on the line one week, you could be refereeing the next week. It's a different scenario now. But I decided I'll give twelve months and see what way things will go. And in eighty five, then Kevin, as I say, picked up the serious injury. I got some important matches, and it just went on from there. Mm. You did, 80, yeah, you did, like, FA Cup Finals, League Deciders, yeah, International 87, matches. 87, I did the Cup Final. Uh, Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk. I also did the League Cup Final the same year. Mm. And um, both of them had a win each. So um, after that then, it, uh, it, I went on to the International Panel in 1988. Uh, and I was 38 years of age at that stage, which is too late. And I had to finish that when I was 45 mm. in um, in 94. So that's really where it went from from there. And I went on then to uh, two, two more years in the League of Ireland. I was asked would I like to see on another year. And I said I'd love to, but I'll only prevent a younger referee breaking through like I couldn't break through years before. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What are the standout kind of games you did, Pat? I know you referee some of the biggest names in football, Maradona being probably the biggest, but um, you know what, what were the big games, the big memories from well, really big matches? The, the big memories are my two cup finals here. They're, they're the two that stand out. Obviously, the Maradona one, which was... Uh, it was a friendly international. Mm. They were world champions. It was their last friendly before Italian 90. But all of the talk that week was for the upcoming final, uh, FAI Cup final between Bray and St. Francis that yeah, Kevin O'Sullivan too. refereed. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I kept it low-key because the Cup final week is all about the Cup final referee. And Kevin was actually on the line for that Switzerland-Argentina match. So it was a break for him as well to get away from the publicity during the week. Yeah. But uh, it was all about the FAI Cup final. My family knew it, obviously, and refereeing people knew it, but it was never put out there, mm. you know, yeah. which was the correct thing to do, really. Yeah, with some great Cork referees, we still have some great Cork referees down the years, Pat. I want to ask you, what makes a good referee, in your opinion? My opinion, what makes a good referee is his personality, uh, good knowledge of the laws of the game, mm. and to be able to communicate with people, you know, not to be a dictator, be able to communicate with people and try and get your message across to them. Mm. You know, because I, I, I tell young referees, you know, show respect to people mm. and you learn respect. Mm. Who were the and referees you respected, Pat? The, the referees you admired? Well, the referees I admired in, in the city were Derry Barrett, obviously, uh, Eddie Mullins and Kevin. You know, Eddie was a, was a great character and 
What about the referees in the game today, Pat? Who do you who do you kind of look at and say, yeah, top, top? In the in, in we'd say world football, Premier League, world international football. Premier League. I would say Michael Oliver is the best we've had for a couple of years. Mm. You know, he's the one person that has a mind of his own. You know, granted, you need help from VAR and everybody else, but at the end of the day, he makes up his own mind as to mm. whether he got it right or not. Would you be a big critic? Would you be a big critic of your own performances? Would you be critical and, go, and analyze your performances always. in your days? Yeah. yeah, always. You would know, you advise we, that to referees? You would. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in in our day, we we were lucky. We only got you only got highlights of League of Ireland matches on a Sunday night for fifteen minutes on on RT. Uh, so we we got away with murder. Like, I mean, when you look <laughs> at the referees now and look at the pressure they're under, every little thing in social media. The clip is up about, did you see this incident or did you see that incident? And I feel sorry for them, really. Like, mm. I'll know? ask you about VAR shortly, but uh, has refereeing changed a whole lot or is, is, are the fun- has. fundamentals still there? Or? It has because, um, you know, you could referee before, Trevor. If, you know, if some, someone did something out of the way, you could have a quiet word with him. Mm. Or, you know, you could have a stern verbal warning for him as well. But no... Uh, if this happens, it's a mandatory caution, and if it happens a second time, you know you don't have a choice. You need to send them off. Yeah. So the personality has been taken out of refereeing as such. Yeah. I'd like to get your view on the the, the situation, the incident in the Aviva last week with the Slovenian referee, with Jason Malumbi. He gave me yellow. And he was reaching for the yellow in his top pocket. Yeah. And he probably thought about it, did he? Or I was there. What's your view? I was there, and I said. This fella's in trouble because he actually pulled the player back. And the referee went to the... And it's only when he realised, I'm going to have him carded already. Mm. And, you know, there's a certain amount of that, that you can get away with. Mm. Provided you don't you don't go to your pocket, obviously, mm. like... Mm. But, um, He'll regret that big time, will he, that yeah. ref? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, if a fella's on a yellow card, it's, the ball is in his court now. Yeah. And it happened to me once, below with Cove Ramblers and Cork City... Uh, where I won't name the player, but the player made a tackle on another player and I thought it was a yellow card. Everybody was looking for a red and I went in at half time and my two assistants said, what were you thinking? That's a red card. And when the, the player didn't come out for the second half, I said to myself, Noel O'Mahony, who was manager, is after doing my job for me. Mm-hmm. But he didn't bring him out in the second half. Took him off. He knew he should have been taken, yeah, sent yeah. off. Do you discuss a lot at half time and matches referees like no, that? Oh, yeah. Could, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if there are serious incidents in the, in the match, like you'll, you'll discuss the whole thing mm. at half time, you know? Yeah. VAR, what do you think, Pat? Good, for, good addition or not? I'm for anything that helps the referee. Mm. But it depends on the way they implement it, Trevor. You know, a referee makes a decision, granted, but the biggest issue is if if it's a genuine mistake, VAR are there to rectify that. And that's, that's the reason it was brought in. But I think what happened in the Premier League, and Jürgen Klopp was correct in what he was saying. He said, I'm refereeing this week. Mike Dean is fourth official, or is the VAR. He might be refereeing next week and I might be the VAR. And there seemed to be a conflict of interest. Mm. And that, that's the way it looked to me, you know. Now, I've seen it op- operating in different countries 
and there are not too many issues. Mm. Right. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, your role as a UEFA observer. You've probably seen most of the world as a UEFA observer, but I bumped into you a few times <laughs> and my Champions League duties around Europe. And, uh, you know, tell us about the experience of that and, and um, you know, how you compared to refereeing. Was it a role you preferred to refereeing or not? Or just tell us about your whole experience as a UEFA, UEFA observer. No, when you, when you become a referee after being a bad player, Trevor, <laughs> everything is upward after that. Uh, number refereeing was number one mm. and when you had to get out through age the yeah. next opportunity was to go in as an observer and help some other young referees coming through mm. and that's the role I always looked you know you you can have people that will go out and look for faults in referee I was never a fault finder I'd go out and my job is to coach the referee into his next match and try and try and right the wrongs that he's had in one match, so as he might be able to improve in the in the, the next game, and that's the way it operated. No, Champions League. I know I've met you in Champions League matches. I much preferred the youth mini tournaments because you had young referees starting out in UEFA, and you you had a week with them. You observed three of their matches, and then. You know, you were there for a week and you had discussions with the master as a group and everything else. And it was about learning these, learning for these people. Learning from our point of view as well because it was important that the observer listened to the referee's side of things. Mm. You know, it's mm. the same as referee with player. You would listen to the player if he's speaking in a, in a, um, in a correct manner. And it was the same as an observer you listened to the referee, then you came to agree. You might have differences of mm. opinions and we had videos that would show exactly what we were speaking about and all of that. Like so. Yeah. Just want to ask you, because I see you uh, most Fridays at Turner's Cross, Pat. You'd be in Cove uh, for all the matches. What's the standard like, do you think, in general now? Is the standard of referee in a good place at the moment? Um, I would love to say yes. Mm. But there are, young, there are young people coming through now, I know but they need a little bit of time. Mm. And, um, you know, they, they sat off in the first division. I was with a referee in Wexford on Friday night. who was only doing his second match, you know, and, you know, he, there, he, there's something about him. He's a lot to learn, obviously. And this is our job, like, to coach them and help them into their next match. Mm. But, um, you know, or top referees at the moment they're getting some European matches but I would love to see them moving up the grades mm. but then it's all about performance Trevor you're only yeah. as good as your last match Yeah, and you know I can't I can't answer for them like they have to they have mm. to do the business otherwise mm. they just don't get matches like anything in life isn't it Pat um, yeah. you're still an observer eh, at the moment you're yeah. thinking, um, observing the USA MLS and well I observe in the League of Ireland I do a bit for the professional referee organisation in America mm. I look at two matches for them every week for younger at younger referees not at the MLS level I did MLS maybe three or four years ago but uh, I'm now looking at the younger referees and I, I get more of a kick out of that uh, then looking at Champions League referees because some of these fellas have reached their, their goal and there's not much I'm going to be able to tell them, you know. But the younger fellas, 
I mm. have more interest in and I'd follow their careers in, you know. Yeah. It's been some journey for you, Pat. It really has. And uh, I know you're very admired as a referee, uh, as a football man and um, you know, an observer. And as you mentioned earlier, um, about your family and refereeing, I mean, Alan has had some career. Um, he's just finished refereeing in the MLS. Now he's ma- with the managers of the referees in the MLS, isn't he? Yeah, he's managing the referees still now. Um, a tough job. Mm. Uh, a time, I mean... Alan would have 18 hours a day, like, you know. I, Some I sp- commitment, isn't it? I time, spent six weeks with him in Boston, and if I, if I had the discussion with him for two hours in the day, like, it was a lot, you know. Mm. It's just a pres- highly pressured job, like, but that's the way it goes. He knew what he was getting into, but he's enjoying it. And there's still a lot of travel involved, you know. Mm. But uh, as he said himself, you know, I used to be responsible for my own matches, but no, he's responsible for for eleven or twelve matches at the weekend. But obviously, it gives a huge pride and satisfaction to see you know Graham and uh, how Alan has done in the states. You know, he's mm-hmm. yeah well respected. Yeah, he's well respected, and um, you know Graham was the same. Graham had a good way about him from schoolboy level all the way up. Mm. And as I say, that makes the job easier when people respect you. It makes the job much easier. But as I say, you earn that respect. Mm by respecting the people you're dealing with. And I, so I said to them, meet all, you respect all the people you meet on the way up because you'll meet them all on the way back down again. <laughs> That's the secret. Yeah, 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 you're right. You know? And just finally, I mean, Alan's kids are refereeing. Are they in America? Which is amazing. Yeah. The Kelly yeah. family just keep going with this refereeing. Keep going. Well, we had 65 years of a Trevor, myself, yeah. my dad, Graham and Alan. And now it's time for... The, young, the youngsters to move in for the next 65 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, really. It's, mm. uh, it really is. And uh, just before we finish up, Pat, I just want to wish you all the best on Thursday, Rogerstown Park Hotel, the launch. I thought there's going to be great football people there, great characters that we always had down the years, Pat. You met a lot of them. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, people that I would have refereed in, down the years and... Uh, I know they were probably throwing abuse, but uh, <laughs> I was a bit deaf as well. <laughs> that helped. I love it. I love it. Uh, great to see you here in Cork's 96FM today, Pat. Best of luck with uh, your book. It's out uh, uh, on Thursday, the launch. It happened by chance. Uh, Pat Kelly and advise any football man, referees in particular, but any any um, any football man to go out and buy it. So yeah. when is the release, you say, Pat? Uh, on Thursday. And it's the proceeds go to treaty local charities. Um, Marymount, where we started off. Um that was originally the, the plan. We were going to do it for Marymount. Then Declan Daly, his mother and father, who was also a referee, Declan's father, they were involved with St Mary's all their lives. Mm. Both of them passed away in St Mary's Ward in Mercy Hospital. And I rang Declan to say, we'll split the... Thing. Very good. And then Alzheimer's Ireland came on board because I had two brothers who and a sister who had, uh, suffered from Alzheimer's and dementia, so... We put that on the ticket as well. So all proceeds go to the three charities. I just wish you all the very best for the pattern. I know it's going to be a great success and looking forward to reading it. Thanks, Trevor. You, you might sign one for me, Pat. <laughs> of course, yeah.